How many hours and years of our lives do we spend on work? For nearly all of us, we spend 30 plus years and one third of our days in our vocation. More time, perhaps, than we spend at rest or at play. But this isn't a problem. Why? Because work is good. Work needs to be integrated deeply into our lives and must be in line with our most important goals and values. And if it is, we have a far more complete and fulfilling life experience. Welcome to the How People Work podcast, where we explore the intersection of how humans think and act and how they apply themselves to their work. When you understand both of these things, you'll be equipped to be insightful, compassionate, and compelling leaders. Welcome back to How People Work. Let's jump in. We Last week, we talked about work as play. Jason and I talked a little bit about our childhood, some games that we played, some, th- some dreams that we had about the future, what do we wanted to do when we grew up. Started to jump into this notion of how do we translate childhood play, board games, video games, sports, whatever the thing is, into how we work right? How we work today as adults and um, how we take some of that drive and that competition and that will to win, right? And bring it into the workplace and bring it into our adult lives and what we spend eight, nine, 10 hours a day doing now. So uh, so here we are back, how we work, Jordan Peace, Jason Murray, uh, and we're going to jump right into this topic. So um, Jason, I guess the I guess the question we want to ask to kind of kick things off is, you know, what ex- are there examples that you've seen in the workplace, in your own personal workplace, in the workplace of your peers, of people that have told you about certain things that they've done that have brought play into work, right? And then I think we from there we just explore what are the outcomes of that. Yeah. And what comes to mind when you think about this question of bringing play into work? Um, well, there's a couple of things that come to mind. One, one thing that comes to mind immediately is I think there's a cheap version of play at work mm. that we probably want to avoid, which is, you know, let's do pizza parties. Let's like impose fun. Right with air quotes here, yeah, right. like onto the work that maybe itself isn't actually fun, but we're just going to try and like dress it up, right? you know, yeah. as fun and kind of rah-rah and like, maybe it just isn't like, maybe mm. it's just, you know, you're in a bad job, you work at a bad company. Like there's just not any way to really, right. you know, recover that. No amount of pizza is going to solve the problem. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Um, in fact, too much pizza is not a good thing. It's going to add to the problem. It's going to add to the problem. <laughs> Um, so that comes to mind right away where, you know, you can't, it, it can't be artificial, I guess right. is what I'm saying. Okay. Um, and then, you know, sort of on the flip side of that is really trying to draw out, well, what, what are, um, what is it within play itself? And maybe we'll go back a little bit to some of the analogies of, you know, what it felt like when we were kids, but what is it within play itself that we can maybe draw out mm. as, principles or values yeah. that we could then say, well, these things that are true about play that makes play fun and right. meaningful and feel right. valuable, like, can we take those then and apply them to, you know, how we think about our work, how we design yeah. our work, right. you know, both as individuals, mm-hmm. like how I go about my work day to day, and then also for organizations, how we think about setting up the work or setting up teams. And so 
Hmm. I guess as you think about yeah. it, you know, maybe from your childhood or maybe with your own kids, because we both have kids that we play with. Um, right. Are there maybe values that come to mind or sort of principles that come mm. to mind that you think are sort of orienting or unifying principles around the play? Yeah. I, yeah. I was thinking about when you're talking about um, play with my kids and we play in all sorts of ways, right? It might be a, it might be a board game. It might be a video game, but it might be something we just made up on the spot. We got a trampoline for Christmas. Uh huh. Since then, it, we've come up. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. With like 11 or 12 different games that we've invented on mm. the trampoline, just different things that you can play based on where you stand or where you jump or who falls down or who uh-huh. you know gets gets open the you know, the crack the egg type of stuff. And you know, there's a bunch of kickballs on the trampoline and is basketball hoops and there's all sorts of stuff. And one thing that I notice about kids that I don't see from adults so much in a work context is they just, they just jump in. Like they don't think ahead of time, is this a game that I am best suited for and am I likely to be the winner? Uh-huh. They just go, that sounds fun, I'm in. Right. And then they lose and then sometimes they cry. Yeah. You know, sometimes they cry over losing and they celebrate over winning and they, maybe they celebrate a little bit too big over winning, which makes the other one cry or whatever, yeah. right? There's issues once the game is played and somebody wins and somebody loses and like, right. that's hard, right? But what I see from adults is so much worse than crying over losing. It's an unwillingness to play the game because I might lose, right? Like that's the difference in the work context. And I think that what we've built in so many corporations is this is this paradigm where I'm just not going to play if there's a chance I'm going to lose. Because if I lose and people know that I lost and the loss gets pinned on me, then that might mean that I'm not able to advance. I'm not able to be seen in the light that I want to see. Right. I'm not able to get the promotion, whatever the case may be. And so we just don't play. Yeah. And actually, until literally this moment in this conversation, I don't think I had connected the dots as to why it was so important to me when we were writing the values for Fringe. Yeah. Right? We were writing the values for Fringe, and, and, and the values in one of the descriptions of the values about acting with courage is, is we will lose yeah. and learn from it. Right. We'll fail boldly, right? Right, And the, these ideas are just, and I can tell when we hire new people and I read these things to them and I share these things with them, they're just like, are you sure you mean that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've never been allowed to lose before. Uh-huh. I've never been allowed to fail before. That's always been seen as a bad thing. Right. Right. Let's figure out how not to lose next time. It's like the most positive reaction yeah. that they could possibly receive yeah. from their losing, Right as opposed to praise for you gave it all you had. You had a great idea. You put yourself out there. You took a risk. It didn't work. Right. But good for you. Yeah. Right? Like that reaction is so freeing. Yeah. Right? And that's what I tell my kids. Yeah. That's what I tell them. You gave it all you had. You hustled. You tried. Your brother that's two or three years older than you, he's bigger. Yeah. He's stronger. He's faster. That's not your fault. Yeah. Right? Like you, you, you did great. You played great, you yeah. know? And it's not so much focused on the winning. The focus was winning in the game, right? But it was okay to lose, right? you know? And it, it's just interesting that, like, that's just not a thing in almost any organization. There's yeah. just no room 
for playing the game if there's any chance that we're going to lose. Well, what I like about yeah. that is um, like you wouldn't encourage recklessness from mm -hmm. your children, but you would no. encourage trying new things, right? Yeah, and so I think that's yeah. a delineation we're making because I could right. imagine someone having an objection saying, well, you know, it doesn't make sense just to like go fail boldly at anything, right? right? Yeah, and that's right. not what you're right. saying, No, but it's- The goal you know, isn't to fail. Right, well, right. And, you know, just, Go to the yeah. example of like the game on the trampoline. It's like, we have some sense of, well, what the parameters of the game may be, even mm -hmm. if we don't know the totality of mm -hmm. it or how it's gonna go or right. how good I'm gonna be at it. But right. it's like, I understand something about it yeah. and I'm willing to try mm -hmm. understanding that, you know, there's kind of a win loss thing that might yeah. happen here. And I think it's interesting what you brought up, you know, talking to, you know, candidates and the hiring yeah. process and things like that. And, you know, we talked about sports in the last episode is kind of a good analogy. And I feel like that fits here because what sports teach you as a game is that you will win and you will lose. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the whole idea I've kind of resisted with my own kids that like, oh, like everybody wins. There's a participation trophy. Like, I frankly hate that <laughs> because like, it's not how life goes. Like, you don't, for you. you don't get a participation yeah. trophy right in life. There, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. like life just smacks you down sometimes. Right. And so you lose, you lose. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it's not even your own fault. No. You just gotta get your teeth kicked in yeah. by like sometimes crappy stuff. Sometimes the other kid's just bigger. Yeah. Or stronger. Yeah. Or a better shooter. Or, a or better the circumstances whatever, right? of your life. Or sometimes yeah. you just get like dealt a bad hand in yeah. cards, which is a game yeah, and like right. applies to life. And it's yeah. like, hey, you just can't win yeah. all the time. Right. And, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's learning through those experiences, you know, how to approach life. I think you mentioned resiliency yeah. last time. So, I mean, there's a couple things there that I yeah. think come out like sense of resiliency, like being willing to fail, knowing that you're not going to win every time. It's, right. I mean, you. I, so, I mean, we, we talk, I, I, you know, I, I imagine our audience, right? I mean, we know a little bit about our audience. It's a lot of people that lead people, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people that they're either people leaders directly or they're executives or whatever. And, and what I would say to them is that this, this whole concept of work as play is not going to work for you. You could take every other piece of advice that we give or ideas that we have or things that we do personally and you could throw it right in the trash if you're not going to give your people the freedom to fail. Right. Because they will not play. Right. It'll never feel like They'll play. pretend to play. Yeah. They'll act like they're going to play. They'll tell you they're going to play. They won't play. Right. Or they'll play only a game that they think they can win. Right. Which won't be fun. Which is not the game that's going to help your business win. Yeah. Right? Like, that's not the game. Yeah. You know, especially right now in a recession and what we're going through. Like, you can't just be status quo. You can't just mm -hmm. do what's always worked. You got to be creative. You got to be innovative. You got to yeah. try new things. And you must, unless you're just the most brilliant person that ever lived on the face of the earth, you must fail in order to learn, in order to refine, in order to get better at the new thing that you're doing that maybe no one else has ever done or no one else that you know has ever done, right? Right? You don't have the information. You don't have best practices. Yeah. You don't know for sure. And if you don't give your people the freedom to explore that space and to potentially, and I'm not saying they will fail, but give them the freedom to fail, they really can't win in any sort of way that is significant enough right. to be satisfying to them and and really do anything for you yeah. and for your business. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, there's something there too I was just thinking about. It's like there's some 
roles, it seems, at companies where it kind of feels like the only thing that could happen to somebody is for them to lose. Right. The way yes. that their work is set up, right. you know, maybe the way in the like, are set up yeah, or, like, yeah. I don't know. I think about, you know, people who work in maybe like customer service yeah. type roles where it's just like, man, the hammer of the company is just like, well, don't screw it up. Yeah. Like, right. You know, yeah. And there's not, it, it, like, unless it's done with intentionality, it, would seem maybe that like, well, there's not a game even to be played right. where there is winning because right. there's no aim other than don't mm. screw it up. Right. And that's just, not don't, very, just don't make anybody mad. Yeah, that's not very just fun. It's not exciting. Out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's, it's just not, but it's not true, right? It's all about what you recognize. Right. You know, so I think about our own friends, you know, we think about our own company and how often... And we have our Friday afternoon meetings, our what's going on meetings. Like how often do we take what, you know, whether it's something that Sherry did or something that Cynthia did or somebody on our team that's in customer service that we, you know, we have obviously the copy from our conversations that we have with our users mm -hmm. and that they just praised, what, you know, some of right. the people on our CS team that just said, wow, I just... I got great service. I was so pleased. The reaction time was fast. They solved my problem for me. And right. like, yeah, you could look at it as a, well, good. You just, all you really accomplished was not screwing up, mm -hmm. right? You could look at it from that standpoint of like, it's losing or nothing. But like, that's a win, you know? And, and one of the things, and we're not a perfect company and we don't do everything perfectly. But one of the things that I think that we've done well over the course of time is that we've taken jobs like that mm -hmm. where it's easy to think of the job hr is another job in that category where it's easy to think of the job as losing or neutral right there is no winning right right but you can find a way to think like to find wins yeah you know you can you can define the wins and then celebrate those wins right, right? and that just gives like so much meaning to the job. Right. Well, and know? I think that comes back to something we've talked about. It's been kind of a thread throughout, which yeah. I think is what are you aiming for? Mm -hmm. Right. And so if the company's aim say is purely profit driven, right. Well then the only thing that customer service is going to do is potentially lose you money. Right. 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 Exactly. You know, right. like maybe save money, but a lot of companies that have that kind yeah. of mindset don't think of it in that or way. All HR is going to do is spend money on people and benefits. And right. It's just spending, it's just a cost center, exactly. as people like to refer to it as. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. that's a very great example. And so if you reframe it where the aim is, say, like the human experience in those right. interactions yeah. and creating the most positive human experience that you yeah. can, well, when you apply that to customer service now, all of a sudden that changes the framework that you're right. kind of filtering it through or apply that to HR and people teams. Again, it changes the framework. And then sure. all the research that people have done on that kind of stuff shows that when you do that within say customer service functions, that actually delivers better results for the business to begin yeah. with. And so yeah. I think points to the fact that, you know, we ought to have a different way of going about thinking about designing for a human experience versus say just a business need or business outcome, you know, in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think regardless of what the function is in your organization, you've got to find a way to point people towards what winning is, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about how do you bring elements of play into work, mm -hmm. right? The core element of play is a clear definition of winning. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you have to know. We talked about it in the last episode. You have to be able to pull out that instruction manual and flip to the how to win section. Right. And it's the first thing you read is how to win. Right. So you cannot tell anybody in your organization, I don't care if they're on your legal team or your finance team or your customer service team or your HR team and all the places that we see is playing defense. Yeah. You have to show them you have to show them what offense looks like. Yeah. You have to show them what a win is and define that for them. And sure, playing defense is winning too, yeah. right? Preventing things, but we have to celebrate those things, Yeah. right? You can't just go, oh, well, you know, thanks HR, nobody sued us in the last quarter. Like, and, and like not mention that. You have to mention that. You right. have to talk about how, you know, what whatever it is you're trying to avoid, whether it's you know, cybersecurity or whatever the thing is that's going on in your in your company, you have to celebrate the not losses, right? And celebrate the wins. And that is that's what keeps people motivated. That's what keeps people interested and feeling like I helped the company. Right. I helped us win. Yeah. You know, if you don't connect people to like their function actually helps the company achieve its ultimate goal. Right. Right. Then why would they stick around? Why would they take an interest? Why would this be something that would kind of seep into the core of their being and what they think about and what they want to achieve in life if it's just a job? If right. it's just do these tasks, get a paycheck, go home. So what? Yeah. You know, they're going to be much more interested in the play in their right. lives. Right. Which may be the sports team they follow or whatever. And that's fine. Yeah. But they, But if you want them to really be their mind to be set on the work and the company and achieving success together. They've got to feel those play elements. They got to feel like they're winning. Yeah. Well, I think what's nice about that is that can, that can kind of exist at all levels Mm -hmm. of sort of relationship, if you will. So, you know, for me as an individual, like I can kind of design or gamify my work even. And uh, we talked a little bit in the last episode about flow I've been reading yeah. a book um, by the author who originated or the psychologist who originated the concept and has done all the research around flow. And he found that even uh, workers in like manufacturing plants doing what you might consider to be very like mundane and repetitive tasks could actually experience flow. Mm. And some of the ways in which they did that is they would gamify their experience yep. as somebody who had a job that might have been like very mundane and repetitive. Like there is a, a particular guy he talked about who, you know, he had to like replace a particular screw like on a piece of equipment, wow. you know, that was coming down a manufacturing line. Uh, but he like just turned it into a game where yeah. it was like, well, how fast can I get it? This right. and how efficient can I make it? And mm. so on and so forth. And wow. so that little game in and of itself like brought some semblance of wow. purpose to the work itself yeah. that gave it a little bit more meaning. And that's a really small kind of yeah. microcosm, but then you can start to extrapolate that to other things say, well, like yeah. at a team level, yeah. like how are we doing this as a team? Like what are we agreeing upon together is the game that we're playing to unify, you know, the task or the purpose that we're working towards mm-hmm. and then as a company. And then you could even take that to like, as a family, as a community, as a society, right? It kind of works at all levels mm. there. So yeah, it reminds me of uh, in college, and I used to um, I come home from college, and I used to work for my uncle's um, brick company here in Richmond, and you know just work, just worked as a laborer. I didn't have any particular skills. I didn't know how to lay brick or stone or block or anything like that, right? But I could mix mortar and carry bricks, it's hard and, work, you know, climb a scaffold and whatever. 
And I remember so many times where the day would start with just, you know, bricklayer A and bricklayer B, and they're laying two sides of a wall, right? But over the course of the day, you know, they're sitting back, they're looking at how high that guy's gotten on the wall versus that guy's got on the wall. You're sitting there at your lunch break, they're checking it now, they start talking about it, people start talking about it, right? By the end of the day, it is a it is a full out competition. competition. There's yeah. cheering. There's people taking bets. You know, there's, it's become a thing, right? Like the play gave the mundane work right. of just lay bricks from the floor to the ceiling, yeah. right? Became something incredibly fun, right? Right, and you you would pick teams, and I might help this guy a little bit more, and I'd mix his mortar and make sure it was nice and nice consistency a little bit more than that guy because I had a bet on this guy. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the case may be, right? And we're, you know, like we we turn we turn anything into a game, you know, if we can help it, yeah. right? Because it gives it more meaning. You yeah. know, whatever the thing is, it just it makes it more fun. It's communal. It brings others into it. There's cheering involved. Just, right. You know what I mean? Like it just it doesn't matter what the thing is. And you know, I feel like sometimes in this like corporate white collar kind of you know buttoned up you know we're software company experience it's like we we just forget to do that we forget to have fun with that we yeah. forget to kind of see that the the work that we're doing could be so enhanced by you know like having fun with it and bringing that game element into it. And, you know, as leaders, honestly, like we just need to do a better job of it. We just need to bring that to the table in an authentic way, you know, not in a just, ah, we're going to have this cheesy competition because we want to motivate everybody to work, motivate everybody to work harder so that, you know, the executives make more money. Like, I feel like that's kind of the fear, right. you know, that that's kind of the issue. And that's kind of the thought that people have is like, Oh, another cheesy competition. But if it's an innate part of your culture yeah. that like you gamify the work experience and you play and you win together and sure you compete against each other sometimes, but yeah. a lot of times it's cooperative at the same right. time. But it just sort of happens. It yeah. just Yeah. But if it's part of your culture, it happens and it's okay that it happens yeah. and it becomes really fun. Well, that has to be something that it feels like it has to be something anyways, that's kind of bottom up. Cause I'm thinking about the story you shared about the, you know, guys laying bricks and yeah, stuff like that. Right. Could you imagine that same scenario if, you know, the boss in the corporate office came right. out and was like, hey, what we're going to do today is have a brick laying competition. <laughs> right, right. And I'm going to need you guys to work real hard and you're going to compete. Right, to the see eyes who, roll back. And, yeah, they'd just be like, whatever, right. we're going to build the shortest walls you've ever seen. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Uh, but like, because yeah. it just kind of happened organically. Like, yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe those guys went home and was like, hey, man, this is the best day of work I had right. in like a year. You and know, it was fun. fun yeah. Right. So I think that that's, I think that's cool. Um, something else that came to mind um, as you're talking about that was, this sense of uh, learning, being a part of the experience of play. And yeah. so like when we're learning yeah. a new game or um, I even, uh, you know, you talking about the guys laying bricks just brought my dad to mind because, mm. you know, he's kind of a blue collar worker yeah. lineman for a lot of his career after he left the military. And uh, one of the things that always struck me about him and his work was he was always learning something new. Like he went from just being, you know, guy walking around the street, reading the meters to, 
you know, become an alignment and, you know, learning all this stuff about, you know, how the grid works and, you know, repairing transformers and climbing the poles and right. all that kind of stuff. And like when he'd come over for dinner and you ask him like, how's work going or whatever. And like, he'd tell me all kinds of stuff I didn't understand about like how yeah. the poles worked and like how you need to connect this and that and like why the power went out over there in that neighborhood and yeah. all kinds of stuff. And like, it was just really interesting mm. to him. And I think was part of like what actually made the work enjoyable was mm. that, kind of aspect of learning that comes into it. And I think I find that to be true for myself. Like Mm -hmm. I'm most engaged and find things to be most enjoyable when I'm learning. Yeah. Uh, When there's some like a new experience Mm -hmm. that's part of what's taking place. Yeah. I think that's so true. And like when, yeah, I, I noticed, you know, when we are in a period of some sort of stress or some sort of like imminent thing that we've got to achieve or avoid or whatever, we get so much more creative. And that's what games do. Mm-hmm. Games create like us, not distress, but a certain amount of stress, yeah. right? On you to think, how do I win? How do I do this in a certain amount yeah, of time? Yeah, it drives like creativity, it creative drives thinking, creativity. problem solving. And, 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 and you yeah. learn a lot faster as a result of that because when you're thinking creatively, and you're thinking in a little bit of a sense of desperation of just like, how do I do this? And how do I get it done and quickly? And how do I win or whatever? You're not all that stuff about like, I want to keep my head down and not be the tall poppy and not be seen. And not be, all that goes out the window, you know, and you're just yeah. thinking more like a kid. Yeah. You're thinking more of just like, how do we do it? Yeah. You know, let's get creative. Let's find a solution. Let's go. Yeah. Right. As opposed to just like, I don't know, if we do that, then my manager is going to think this and blah, blah, blah. You know what right. I mean? It's just like yeah. the, there's a lot more willingness to take risk yeah. you know, when there's there's a clear picture of like what winning is like and what losing is yeah. like and let's go. I mean, the thing that's kind of wild is, you know, psychologists that study child development, things like that, uh, play like kids literally cannot thrive if they don't play Mm. like there's all kinds of bad things that happen to kids like if they go through life without having play playmates that ability to go through kind of the learning exploration and so i mean in that research you know what they find is it's actually the learning that takes place it's the like critical thinking the problem solving like all those kinds of things and then for some reason like we shift away from that as adults but seemingly those experiences still feel good to us you know to have that challenge to have that problem solving to be faced with using some kind of critical thinking so yeah it's just odd to me that as adults that that somehow kind of goes by the wayside i think we're just scared i mean i honestly think that's what it's about it's just this fear of losing and I mean, I I would love to hear from our listeners on this. You know, I'd love to hear just some, like we we've talked philosophically, right, about how to bring play into work, and I think part of what we've shared is celebrating the losses, celebrating that people having the audacity to just try and be creative and go for it, right. But I think some of the really practical ideas might come from our audience. So I, I'd love it if people would reach out. You know, I think LinkedIn's probably the best way to do that, assuming that you've got an account, um, to just say, hey, here, here's a way we play at work. 
Like, here's a way that we've taken and we've gamified. You know, we had this competition or we did this different thing to help us think differently or whatever the case may be. I think it'd be really interesting to hear about that. And, and maybe we could bring some of that to bear next time we record an episode. Yeah. Um, but we are about at time, uh, which snuck up on me again. Uh, so I'm going to have to recuse myself from uh, the rest of the uh, Very nice. half hour here because I totally forgot to use the word <laughs> until right now. Uh, you almost got me on that one. I was lost <laughs> in the conversation. Um, uh, but Jason, tell us what the word of the day is uh, for next week, and hopefully I won't get it at the 11th hour um, as I did this time. All right, next week we're going to have immaculate okay all right that's i feel like i'm going to be able to work that in more yeah. naturally than recused very legal since i knew you were going to almost forget this one i just wanted to like lay you up with yeah, one you, a little easier you know? just you just got it all figured out <laughs> so uh this has been how people work again your host jordan peace jason murray thank you so much for listening this week and we'll catch you next week bye-bye